Hello, I'm Noreen Chowdhury Fink. I'm the Executive Director of the SUFAN Center, and I'm here today with Professor, Professor Bruce Hoffman, terrorism scholar, expert, and member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Bruce, we wanted to chat about this 1-6 Commission. Can you talk us through what's going on and why it's so important? I think it's so important because if we think back to the 9-11 Commission from 19 years ago, they did two critical things. Firstly, they dispelled a lot of the conspiracy theories and falsehoods that we forget were swirling around the 9-11 attacks. But secondly, they made recommendations of something like 50 policy initiatives, of which 41 in whole or in part were enacted that greatly strengthened our counterterrorism capabilities. And I think a January 6th commission could achieve both of those things and therefore is extremely desirable. Well, you, you know, going back to the 9-11 Commission, one of the things that stands out is that th there was a sense, despite all the tensions and controversy, that there was some kind of common lexicon between the parties and there could be a genuine kind of bipartisan branding of it. Um, do you think that's possible today with a 1-6 Commission or do you think we're so divided of, over the Capitol insurrection that we can't get there? Well, nearly two decades later, we forget of all the controversy and difficulties of even getting the 9-11 Commission off the ground. And there was very much this same sort of partisan division and partisan concerns right. that we hear today. Of course, the United States is a much more divided society. And we also only faced one enemy back then that we were investigating, in essence, Al-Qaeda. This is much more complex. But I think it can be achieved because the power and really the influence of the chair and the vice chair of the 9-11 Commission were two persons of unquestioned uh, rectitude and integrity, uh, former governor of New Jersey, uh, Tom Kane, and former um, Democrat uh, representative um, Lee Hamilton, um, both really brought and imposed this nonpartisan uh, approach to the commission and it worked effectively. And this also was a reflection of the persons that were appointed by both the Republicans and Democrats. So I feel yeah. like it's deja vu all over again in these concerns about partisanship, but it was overcome previously. Well, let's hope, uh, let's hope we can do it again. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Um, you mentioned you know, a, a very important aspect of this commission being understanding who was involved, you know, who were the various actors and dispelling some of the myths and, and rumors about it. You know, one of the things that strikes me is that January 6th saw a large variety of groups involved, whether there were neo-Nazis, white supremacists, militia violent extremists, you know, there, there was a large um, variety of groups present. That's very different from when we were dealing with Al-Qaeda or even ISIS, you know, which were more cohesively kind of recognizable groups. If, if you had a policy recommendation in addition to the commission about what policymakers should be thinking about, what would it be? Well, you're absolutely right. This is one of the big challenges I think that law enforcement and intelligence and indeed the government faces is that in the past we were... We had to contend with terrorist adversaries that were very hierarchical, that had a clear identifiable leader that was issuing orders that claimed credit for what they did. 9-11 is a classic example of that, and where there was some definable or identifiable chain of command. That's one reason why we need a January 6th commission is because there's still so much unknown. And in terms of recommendations, I think once again, as we saw 20 years ago, we need to have a much more unified approach to counterterrorism in the government than exists 
we achieved that when we were just focused on one enemy, which was Al Qaeda. After the 9-11 attacks, we need to get back to that place today. And I think that that's the single most important recommendation is there has to be better gathering and sharper gathering of intelligence. It's rapid analysis and then it's dissemination. And then you have to have policymakers that take that intelligence seriously and are prepared to act on it. Right. Well, at least we've made some progress, it seems, in recognizing that there is a problem at a senior political level and actually starting to name the, the thing that we've been talking about, right, on January 6th. In, in your view, what is the most important thing, besides the additional information about who's involved, what is the single most important thing you think the commission could deliver in terms of actionable you know, ways forward? Well, in my view, I don't think the law is kept pace with technology. And a huge dimension of January 6th was the radicalization and recruitment and even orchestration via social media of the events that unfolded that day. So something that really recognizes that a lot of the laws we have that govern communications date from the 1990s when people got their information yeah. from traditional sources and we're mm -hmm. just in a different position today. Okay. Well, well, thanks so much for, for taking the time to chat about that. We will keep our fingers crossed for a positive outcome on the commission. And I look forward to being able to continue this conversation. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. And thank you for the excellent questions. My pleasure. Speak soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.